Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis actor on 101 ESPN. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Max Bredos, who was on the call on Apple TV for the dogs and the win on Saturday night against Real Salt Lake. And coming up right now in this segment, it is our pleasure to welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen, the great Chris Kerber. Morning, Kerbs. Morning, Tim. How are you? I am wonderful. I, I this is this is more of a podcast kind of topic. Like if we had like an hour straight to just shoot the bull so to speak but i i I put it out there to our audience for more macro topics with the blues you know finishing off a disappointing season and one of the things that continues to get sent in um is your development to get to the point of being the voice of the blues because the way that it works is probably not necessarily the way that most people in the public who aren't in the industry realize. And I think it's even more so if you're in play-by-play because you're starting out in the minors and you are not just calling games. You're doing a bunch of things. In my business, doing television starting out, you have to start in a small market, but I didn't have to like do media relations and possibly have a second job. So, Curbs, I'm going to uh, request that you tell the story of how slash why you got into the industry and what you were doing before you became the voice of the blues two plus decades ago. Uh, well, for, first you, you just, you got to have a passion for it because it, it takes up a ton of time, but I knew, you know, before college, I wanted to, I, this is what I wanted to do. Now I ended up uh, choosing to go to Miami of Ohio. I had, I had some options. I had uh, USC, Indiana, Purdue, and, and Miami of Ohio, and and decided to go to Miami. And one of the reasons was, is in in looking at the school, the, the student radio station WMSR, nobody was really doing much sports. There was a lot of opportunity uh, to, to do that. Now, I, I did something different than a lot of people, uh, Tim. I, I actually went the business route, so I got a I got a, a degree in marketing through the business school. And then I did all my extracurriculars at the student radio station. And by the end of you know my junior year, I was sports director of the student radio station. That senior year was general manager, um, and, wow. and really who, who really helped develop that that that's the, the radio station was Chris Rose, who you all know from Fox Sports. Sure, it was Chris. Chris was a year ahead of me. We worked together. Uh, Chris was sports director when I was a sophomore. He was a junior. Then he took over as general manager. I took over as sports director. He left. Graduated, went to Cincinnati. I took over as general manager, and uh, so I got I got some experience in just kind of running a student organization and a, and a radio station, you know, along those kind of lines. And then, you know, honestly, got a little lucky. I I, I always thought maybe I'd be doing baseball or or, or something or other, but I had really done started doing a ton of hockey in sophomore, junior, and senior year, and was actually part of the official broadcast team my senior year. 
at, at Miami of Ohio, thanks to Mitch Korn, who uh, you know is a longtime goalie coach now in the National Hockey League. So, uh, I you, you sent tapes out, and, and it, it just so happened that uh, contact I made, you know, uh, in Cincinnati that ran the Cincinnati Cyclones, Doug Kirchhofer. Uh, by the time we were able to meet, uh, his uh, affiliate in the East Coast Hockey League was looking for an announcer. And uh, a few you know months or so later, I was working for the Birmingham Bulls. So um, I spent six years in the minors, two in Birmingham, four in Springfield, uh, before coming back to, uh, and moving back home to St. Louis for the Blues job in 2000. And you're right, in the minor leagues, you're doing a ton. You're selling advertising. You're selling tickets. I mean, the, the very first meeting I had with Art Clarkson, who at the time was the owner of the Birmingham Bulls, after he hired me, he said, your job is to make more money for me than I pay you. That's exactly how wow. the meeting went. Wow. So it was get out there, sell advertising. And uh, uh, I, I got a great advertising sales story for you along those lines with that. Uh, that, that involves the Golden Corral. But it, it was it was basically get out there and sell your butt off. And if you have time, then you can call a game later. And yet, so you learned every aspect of the business, which is great. Because now, you know, even all these years later, you know, I've done more, more you know, overseeing content development in our broadcast department for a while and uh, here with the Blues and been a, uh, a part of the front office on some different levels. Um, the cool part is I have just such an amazing respect for every single role in the organization because coming through the minor leagues, you pretty much did it all and and you played a role in it all. And, and man, I, do I value that experience. Yeah, that, and I think that's one of the things that – if it were just handed to you without going to the minor leagues, perhaps there wouldn't be, number one, an appreciation, but number two, some of the tools that you need, and I wouldn't necessarily say for, for, for being a play-by-play person, but but the behind-the-scenes business elements that you get to know, to do, and to appreciate of an organization, you know, like I was saying with local television starting out, I mean, in my mind, I want, I actually wanted to do play by play and wound up at the university of Missouri journalism school. And somehow I'm anchoring sports casts and I'm going, what am I doing? This isn't what I wanted to do, but that's what I wound up doing. But you wind up shooting the video, editing the video at that time. Um, and a variety of other elements that you otherwise wouldn't have learned, which were super helpful getting things off the ground. Um, what did you find to be perhaps the most challenging element of all of the responsibilities? Because you don't know that this is going to have an ending that winds up in the NHL. I don't know how many teams were in the NHL at the time when you were doing it, but uh, there are only so many jobs and you have to somehow be one of the, the people holding one of the tickets to get one of those jobs. Yeah, it's a, and you're right. It's probably a topic for a longer podcast scenario, but I, Look, here's the thing. There are many different routes to get there. You don't have to go the minor league route that I have. There's other ways. Sometimes guys will do it. They're working in a market. Maybe they're doing stuff, you know, for uh, for a local radio station. An opportunity comes. You, they get the door open, and, and it kicks, and it's great. Um, there's not a right way or a wrong way. And, and, you know, I think some people are overly insecure and bothered by the fact that, you know, uh, you know, I didn't go this route, so people look at me this way. I didn't go to the minors, so I'm no, and, and I've never looked at it like that. It, everybody's path is different. Everybody's opportunity is different. Um, but I'll tell you, if, if you meet anybody that has made it, and by made it, I mean has one of these jobs, you know, or in, in your case, even you know, it just it just has any job that's up at a level that they wanted to get to. The one characteristic is they work their butt off. 
and and they weren't going to get outworked with any by anybody. So doesn't it, it doesn't matter whether you rode the bus. Somebody that rode the bus in the minors isn't better uh, at it necessarily than somebody else. Their experiences were just different. Now, for me personally, what I really learned about the process by riding the bus. I mean, it, and it, touring all throughout the south and and then the east and, and 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 maritime Canada. You know, over those six years, I just. I learned a different level of respect for for the players and what it goes through from the athlete side to make it there. And so yeah, my perspective yeah, yeah. now, when 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 Jake Neighbors gets sent down, then they gets called up and they get sent down, or, or a guy gets called up after spending five years in the minors. You know, having been on that bus with those guys for for six years, like I I know what it's like and just how much more it means because you've actually gone through that scenario with them. And and to me, that's one of my greatest appreciations of the path that I took to get here. Is I can even all these years later, I can I can sympathize and empathize with uh, with the Jake neighbors with, with a player like a you know uh, a, a Tyler Pitlick that is you know signs a PTO and, and, and works to, to stay on a team that kind of thing because uh, it, it really can be cutthroat and hard and challenging for them and. Uh, um, and and but it, it's an like I, I wouldn't trade at all. I mean to, to to have learned about how to help a team do merchandising and ticket sales and advertising sales and and community. I mean how I've been I was I was in the mascot uniform in parades, you know, in the minor league. So <laughs> it's I, I wouldn't trade it a day of it. It is. Uh, it's a topic. I would imagine over the course of a year, you get uh, whether it be messages on Twitter or emails, or you just meet somebody out, and whether they're interested in getting in the business, or uh, or their parents are asking about getting into the business on behalf of one of their children. It's something I had so many people, and I'm sure you did too. And I'm, I'm I can't say this sincerely enough. And and it, it's it's just the way that it works. And therefore, I think you like to pay it forward because you recognize you had so many people when you're coming up help you out and answer questions directly and not necessarily say, yeah, it's the greatest thing in the world. Also say, here are some of the things that you're up against. And you also have to be cognizant of things that you probably aren't thinking about because you just love sports. You have to think about what that GM told you. I want to make more money from you than I'm paying, paying you. And that's, that's very direct. It's also honest. And it's good to hear that at a young age. Uh, Those are the kinds of things that I like when I get a chance, when somebody emails me and we get on a phone call that I like to say, because it really helps to not have somebody go in wide eyed and pretend potentially ignorant to what can be absolutely a wonderful, wonderful business. But it's important to know that uh, there are there's a lot of work, like you said, curbs that go into it in order to get to one of these spots where you're calling games in the NHL. Like you said, uh, it would be a great topic to uh, have. Uh, with a variety of play-by-play people, perhaps telling the stories and recommendations for young people. I wanted to get this one in here today. Thank you for sharing the story, sir. I enjoyed uh, hearing some of the background on how you went from uh, from St. Louis to Miami, Ohio, to the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, listen, guys like Wilson, listen to my tapes. Uh, you know, when I was in when I was in college and in the minor leagues, uh, guys send me tapes that I listen to, and, and and because of that, I like literally anybody. I, I respond to all of them. It's just. Yep. Uh, I think that's how you pay it forward when you do it. Uh, I, I'm, there's no chance I'm where I'm at without uh, having met Lisa Beatty and, and and the work she's done and and how supportive she was. And I was when I was growing up. I mean, I inter- I interned for I interned I, I was an intern in high school for for Mel Carnahan answering letters, just looking for a summer internship to, to span jobs. I, you know, I interned for Randy Carricker at KMOX, John Cooper at KMOX was was huge 
you know, that year. All those different little experiences that somebody can get. That, that, and it doesn't have to be in the broadcast world. Broaden your horizons as best as you can on so many different fronts. And the education, the experiences that you have, eventually you'll bring those to the microphone, and you're going to have a lot more fun because you're that much more rounded. That's exactly right. That is great counsel right there. Curbs, enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for the time this morning. You got it, Tim. Have an awesome week, brother. You too. That's Chris Chris. Kerber with us here on Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. We will be joined in our next segment on a two-guest Tuesday by Max Bredos, MLS season pass play-by-play announcer. He was on the call of the Dogs against Real Salt Lake on Saturday. We're going to get his perspective on just how good this team is and what they are doing that is leading to this unprecedented success. That's coming up next on Balloon Party, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN.